Hello, and welcome back to the Superhuman Lab podcast. Where we dissect everything superhuman. Here is a rundown of what today's episode will look like. Today in the podcast, we're going to have three sections. We're going to start off with a debate about a main MCU character and how he has affected the growth of the MCU. We'll then be bringing back the one-minute Marvel that started in episode two of the podcast. And then we'll end off with a little section about DC, about Peacekeeper. We have a special guest with us today, so I'll hand off to Blizzy to introduce them. All right. Our special guest today comes from a total of 10 steps down the stairs away from me. He's been my friend for over 15 years now. Also call him my roommate for over three. He's known for his hot takes and soon-to-be content creator. Ladies and gentlemen, Kenny Tharp. Uh, uh, what's up, everybody? We got the whole crowd clapping right now. Here. Everyone's clapping. Everyone's clapping. It's a Kenny. standing ovation, some would say. Oh, we got it. Yeah. We got it. It's Kenny. like that scene. That right now, what's happening is that scene in Iron Man 2 where all the uh, AI'd suits come flying out <laughs> and Robert Downey. Yeah. Uh, the stage. That's exactly what's happening right now in the podcast. Uh-huh. Instead of Iron Man and Robert Downey, it's just Kenny's face. It's, it's just. <laughs> That's what, it, that's what it is. Play the clip. Play the clip. <laughs> uh, Kenny, going into this episode, we just kind of want to know a little bit about what your background is when it comes to superheroes. I know me and you have watched all the Marvel movies together You're up until Spider-Man. I have watched superhero movies. I got you into it. So I just want to know your background knowledge of like, like even childhood, if you remember watching any like early superhero movies, can be any type of superhero movie. Like just a little bit of background knowledge of what you got with superheroes. For sure. So I actually kind of feel treacherous doing this podcast because for a very long time, I was one of those dweebs, jocks in high school that thought superhero stuff was corny and for little boys and little girls. And I wasn't really even on the train for a long while. However, I started kind of getting into more like uh, fictional type of storytelling. And after I did that, I immediately it kind of all started with Star Wars. I watched Star Wars and my entire mind blew, and I was like, oh my god, I've been starving myself of all the superhero content for all this time, and I need to get on it. So I asked Blake, who is my specialist, my go-to. Everybody knows a mechanic. I know a Marvel specialist, so I go to Blake, and we sat through and watched the entirety. Um, up to what phase, Blake? What Was it three uh... or it was we, three at the time, right? I think we stopped at Far From Home. I think, I believe if I yes, understand correctly, that was the very last one. We, we got watched. caught up at Far From Home, yes. Yeah. So we ran through those, and the overall start, I got kind of blessed that I wasn't really, I feel in any way, I feel blessed that I was able to actually enjoy it start to finish, because I feel like if I would have joined the world, I would have been much more skeptical movie by movie. So be able to, like, start to finish the thing, I was able to enjoy the old, the whole story arc. I got to watch all Avenger movies back-to-back, all the movies in between Infinity War and Endgame Stink. I was able to experience that myself. Um, so just, I my world of superheroes didn't really start until about three years ago, but since it has, I have loved the the, the ride it gives, and I can under, I finally like understand the world now. That's where I'm at now, is I'm, I'm fully immersed within the culture and i i get the pros and cons and some of the frustrations in today's world so did you watch them in order or did you just like watch certain characters at once like did you watch all the iron man films and then like all the spider-man films or like what did you do yes so i guess that would have been important information the only two movies i had seen up until me and blake sitting down to watch were the very first iron man and black panther hence 
some of my favorites which we'll get into that. later <laughs> yes very big difference there a lot of time difference as well but yeah um i was enamored by iron man black panther was for a completely separate reason but then after watching black panther i was like oh my god what am i really missing out on because black panther was 2017 wasn't it yes i think so 2017 sounds right i remember that that was freshman year of college so i the my first year in college i get black panther and an entire like oh my god what am i missing out on so i when we sat down and watched them in order i re-watched iron man and then i re-watched black panther but completely in order so iron man one iron man two uh who i captured that first captain america movie like oh i i ran through it start to finish i ran through it start to finish and well, we're, uh... I, I i feel very I, I i don't think a lot of people would get that experience that enjoy marvel the way i do for the two movies we skipped out on i know we skipped out on incredible hulk i know for a fact we skipped that one was the other one it wasn't thor dark world right because we watched that one no, it was the only two we skipped out on after Incredible Hulk, War, Cap- or, uh, Captain Marvel, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's right. I watched I watched Captain Marvel by myself, and I watched half of Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's right. And then okay. I watched the Incredible Hulk. So, I, knew, I knew we skipped out on Incredible Hulk. I couldn't remember the other two that we didn't see, and I forgot that they came later on in Phase 3 than early on. Because so. I knew Dark World was one of those ones I told you that we could skip out on and it wouldn't really make yes. a difference but I, yeah i told you i needed to see it yeah though. yeah so we watched it and uh it was not it was not the greatest movie but that's it was okay. something it was something it was yeah it was something it just wasn't good was it like no. it was just it was there. as bland as a movie can get it was there yeah it was filler well that's great to, to to hear your your background of film and how it's it's been just recent and how minds have shifted because of my co-host here but we're gonna get to one of our first sections of today Team Iron Man versus Team Captain America. Oh, hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Here we Let go. Here we go. Let me sit up. Let me sit up. It's business time. It's business time. Pull the sleeves back. All viewers know that, that each podcast um, we ask, well, the first one we did was between me and Blake. We picked our sides. And then ever since we've asked our special guest, are they Team Iron Man or Team Cap? So, Kenny, yeah. let us know. Where do you stand on the argument and why? Uh, so, there's only one correct answer to this argument. Um... And that correct answer would be Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I say that with chest yes. too. I'm, yes. I'm, my, my chest is currently out on the recording. Well, the chest yes. was shot. Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Yes, the fake heart chest. <laughs> the robotic heart chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Iron Man, Captain America. Love. I would love to hear your argument though. No, no, no. Why? Why do you pick Iron Man first? I gotta go first. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Most of my Iron Man love is due to Captain America hate. Uh, Captain America Civil War is the reason I am a massive Captain uh, Or I almost said Captain oh, America. No. Oh, what, no. What are you doing, what are you doing to me? Oh, no. uh, Civil War is the reason I am an Iron Man fan. And I that is at the very end of this argument. But I will start by saying that he's the Tom Brady of the Avengers. He is the Avengers. He uh, financially funds the Avengers. He is the guy. He is the guy they go to. He is the guy who sacrificed his life to make sure the uh, safety of the world was intact. Um, on the other hand, Captain America used his superpowers to go back in time and be with a wife. Facts. Which is crazy Facts. to me. Um, I think that Iron Man stands for more realistic problems to the human world. So I think he's a more connectable character. 
I think while Captain America is great, who in the hell can relate to a guy that got steroids shot into his body and genetically enhanced by the military? Not a lot of people can see themselves in that. I think Iron Man is a very flawed character with very annoying personality traits that is relevant to real life. Um, I think the casting of Iron Man was knocked out of the park. I would venture to argue it might even be the best casting in Marvel history. I think that's a hard argument to fight against. I can um, agree with that. I can agree with that. I th Now, while I don't think Chris Evans is a bad casting, I think Chris Evans is a... I think Chris Evans is a goofball, and I think that... <laughs> I think Chris Evans actually did an injustice to Captain America. Um, maybe that's where a lot of my anti-Captain America stances come from, is from the actual, like, actor's portrayal. But I don't know, man. Captain America's... Um, I, I just... Yeah, I think he's the Scottie Pippen, and I would rather cheer for Michael Jordan's of the world, so... I'm, just, I'm going to pose you one quick question before I respond to all everything you just said. Because um, obviously, I, as the viewers know, that I'm a, I'm a Team Captain America fan, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, who would you think would play a better Captain America than Chris Evans? Ooh. If you could pick somebody, anyone at all. Ooh, I've never thought. That's a good-ass question. Take your time, take your time. Uh, what I'll do is I'll respond to your, your points about Iron Man, and then we'll come back to it at the end if you've thought of a good answer. Okay, I love that actually. Yes, it'll give, yeah, me yeah, give you a to, little bit of think of time. Give me time to ponder. So I'm going to start off with, I agree, first of all, the casting of Iron Man was knocked out of the park. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows about the history that Robert Downey Jr. wasn't the first call for Iron no. Man. Um, but I can't remember who, but somebody fought for him to be Iron Man because they believed in him. I think it was John um, Favreau. Am I correct? I think it, I, he plays I'm happy. pretty sure it was. Yes, I think it, I, th I believe it was him um, because a lot of the Marvel producers were skeptical about his drug history, uh, alcohol abuse, all that. Um, I think but he was I believe that was out of prison not yes. too long before yeah. that movie released. <laughs> so Very it fresh. was a good, good casting. I do agree with that. However, I don't think that a Tr probably trillion dollar playboy is relatable to anyone other than yeah. elon musk um very fair i understand the argument of nobody can understand a drugged up man with a shield in spandex <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I, I couldn't stop laughing at that um <laughs> but yeah that's what i understand happened? that but i believe when we first meet captain america he is fighting for the right reasons and until Tony experiences the shock and the horror of what's going on, he doesn't care. True. He has such a big ego that he just doesn't care. I've never he considered throws, the difference in backstory for both of them. That's he throws a, these extravagant idea. parties, doing stupid things. He pees on himself in the suit. He pees <laughs> on himself in the suit. But Cap trained hard was given the underhand in life if if we're being real he was he was a skinny nobody but he was always ready to take that willing kill shot of sitting on a grenade or jumping on a grenade to save people whereas tony had to almost die to experience cat just he was born that that was him 100 percent um what was another point that you made um oh we'll, we'll talk about skill sets if we are going off 
ring skills, like actual fighting, if they both hopped in a ring, mm-hmm. Captain America Silas. And I, that's that's just how it is. That's if we're talking about technical, yeah, technical that, ability. No one can argue against that. Yeah, no, no one, one can argue against that. that. If we're going to technical we, ability, like he tech, fucking cheated. But he's one to know. He's one to know. It's it's with a fucking asterisk, but he's one to know. Sorry, I peaked so, my mic. See, see, this <laughs> is this is this is where we get to. So, cheated is a very weird word because I don't see where the cheating is. On steroids, Captain America. He used his. Avail- like his his connections his and his available I, I, yeah, resources. I, I, I Iron, Man, Iron Man's fighting for two. He has himself in there and he has a suit. 100%. That's two people, is it not? So I mean, it's a 2v2. It, well, well I mean, lost. it's one person. It's a dude in a suit. However, I can't disagree that if I go get in a fight in public and Blake is standing on the corner on his phone, I wouldn't be upset. So yes, I. <laughs> I just picture Bucky in the corner with his cell phone out, like taking pictures of the fight, uh, hovering <laughs> over the call button of nine one one. Exactly. Yeah. I'd be pissed. And <laughs> so yes, I don't disagree. I completely agree that uh, combat and even skill wise, superhero skill wise, it's Captain America. I won't fight you on that. Yeah, well, Iron Man apparently, um, but he will. I'm just, he just takes two. People. I'm just. It just takes two people. I'm just also. I would like to say that Iron Man has one of the best, not one of the the best AI systems in the world. Like he probably has the only one. Let's be real in the MCU at the moment. Shout out that he, man, he Jarvis. Has could you argue up... Vision? The new, the new Vision. Is it, isn't that like a same? Isn't that like same Jarvis? It's basically Jarvis, but with a human body. I feel we don't like no, because he's not relevant anymore. They completely forgot about him. It seems. It's true. <laughs> yeah, after I, feel, I feel like they're brewing something. We can get to that. We can get to that. But we are. Brew- I think they're brewing something with him. Yeah, um, nonetheless. So he has the most advanced AI system, and as we see, like they, I think they, if they mentioned it in a film or somebody else has said, but like he's learning as they're fighting. Yes. So I understand that two people overwhelmed him, but like that's kind of like bad writing on on the part of Marvel that he kind of already should have been adapted to Captain America's fight style. And I don't I th- know, fight styles don't really change that much. I think so. I don't know. I think the thing we were robbed of is a true Iron Man versus Captain America fight. Agree. Agree. We were we were completely robbed of that because yes, we did have Bucky, and then obviously, 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 Tony can't fight outside of the suit against Captain America. Like Kenny said, we, there's no argument with that. But if we were to have a full functioning Iron Man suit and a full, fully fine Captain America, we we were robbed of that fight. We had yes, and I don't think we can make assumptions on who would win that because right. we were robbed. There is too many factors. Could I argue though that we actually were getting that fight in Civil War until Bucky was introduced? Yes, we were wasn't about the to. first half of that battle an absolute slobber knocker. It was Iron Man, Captain America. Yeah, it was. Wasn't there a big pause, and then Bucky Bucky's punk ass appears out of nowhere, like he does the school threat that he is. <laughs> it was. <laughs> simmering behind walls and he just pulls up and then it's an unfair fight at that i feel like that i feel like that movie has two completely different and get rid of the airport scene because i think that scene is something else i have opinions of that scene as well but outside of like i feel like that fight at the end of that movie has two different fights so to your point blake i do think we kind of got it i just think they kind of they let the air out of the bag too soon. Yeah, they kind of wrote it off as poorly as you could when you were expecting. Because you're right, there was that after, 
Iron Man finds out that, you know, that Bucky had killed his parents. All he wanted to do was attack him, but as you saw in the movie, Cap was telling Bucky just to go, like, just run. This is not your fight to fight. I'll, I'll talk to him. So then, yeah, they started fighting, but then, like you said, Bucky came out of nowhere and attacked, and then we got the 2v1, and then we got the the suit breaking and the arm breaking and so on. So, I, would, yeah. uh, I think they should have done it as Iron Man beats Captain America. Bucky comes in trying to save him. It's going half-hearted. It's it's not like a good battle at the moment. And then like then they Captain America like gets up and then joins in the fight. So we get like the full fight. He probably loses because that's the way it was going. I'm not going to deny that at all. Um, but you know, I would have liked to see a bit more of that fight until maybe like he was actually down and out and ready to like give up. Right. And then we see that fight. But I would also like to say that. That was Iron Man driven with pure anger. Yeah. That goat Iron Man. That was There's never been a better Iron Man. Iron Man. If that Iron Man turned up against Thanos. Oh. Yeah. GG's, bro. GG's. We would never have to worry about Chris Pratt fucking it up for everybody. <laughs> yeah. His head would have been off in God Iron knows how quick. Iron would have had to pull up. God, yeah, God yeah. forbid Thanos would have killed fucking Debbie and Bob Stark. <laughs> Well, the hell it, well, it also you had a pure anger from what we could have seen a version two of it whenever Peter snapped away, but you know, obviously Thanos was gone by then. So I feel like we could have had that version two yeah, of Thanos, it. Thanos dipped real quick. <laughs> Thanos dipped. To <laughs> Thanos. I would like to ask. I would like to ask the captain of Captain America fans a question regarding iron man lore because i've always under i've always wondered what the perspective is on the other side because i feel like it's universally agreed amongst iron man fans okay. how do how do captain america fans feel about the argument that with i without iron man there is no mcu Ooh, that's a good question because in my opinion the reason that i think it's insulting that captain america is even brought up is that if that first goofball last captain america movie would have came out before iron man marvel would not be making massive scale movies the way they are i think because of the stature of the og iron man and how dope as fuck that movie was i think it opened the gates for even the possibility of the mcu that's like my sledgehammer in the argument as i just don't understand how captain america mcu wise can combat with the creator, the god of Iron or the god of Marvel movies. Okay, I that's a good one. That is that is a great sledgehammer, as you say. Um, I would say that creating the MCU, Iron Man did a very very good job. I just don't think that it would matter. Sure, because. It was going to happen regardless. Eventually. Like, all yeah. the films that they've been releasing, they had released. It doesn't, like, I'm not saying that it wasn't helped at all, because it did. It, like, it shot them up 20%, 30 40 50% where they were expecting to be. But I still believe that by the 11th of December 2022, Marvel would still be in the exact same place with or without Iron Man, sure. because they would have created made a different maybe even we could argue that um captain america could have turned out to be the iron man in quotation marks of the mcu right and became the player to sacrifice himself or etc etc so and... i do i do see what you're saying with does the mcu still survive without iron man i believe yes 
I just think it takes longer for sure. the MCU to get up to where it is. It was an eventual happening regardless. Yes. So I don't disagree with that. And I have a lot of nerve even bringing up like movie to movie comparisons. I feel like the only way Iron Man wins is with the first one, because I will also give Captain America the credit that the movie anthology of Captain America is far better in totality than Iron Man's three. Um, I'm not excited for Ironheart just because I feel like you're taking Iron Man and removing the most important part from anything Iron Man related, which is Robert Downey. We would have um, to see, I guess. Yeah. Would, yeah. Still in the winds. Um, but yeah. the, the Captain America movies are far superior to Iron Man. I just feel like Iron Man 2 gets an unfortunate amount of hate. I would just like to also say that Captain America, I, I do love him as a character, but like he seems, he's too patriotic for me. Like, yeah, he Man, reeks. It's, cool. it's, it's like cool. he reeks of patriotism, and I'm like, Jesus, America bro, take a, it back. A, he's a walking meme nowadays because now all of a sudden people are making YouTube clips about if he was really Captain America, what he'd be saying in the '60s and the fucking '40s yes. and shit. And that's like that's out of Captain America's hands, but he just has to ham up that persona. Uh huh. Because of because his name is Captain America. He can't avoid yeah. it. He can't. He's yeah. the captain of America. Yeah, he can't. At this point, it's not avoidable. George Washington doesn't have shit on Captain America. <laughs> Steve Rogers is the greatest American of all time, and he has to do it. And I completely agree. It's hacky at times. Yes. Wow. That was a great discussion. I love Blake's all of your contributions. <laughs> I, I was just listening. I thought it was entertaining he, as shit. I, didn't need I, was, I didn't need I to. Kidding. Yeah. I was getting facts and shit over here. And also, I was bigging up uh, Captain America movies, but since I was so nice to fuck Captain America throughout that entire segment, I would also like to bring up that Captain America does not have a fucking single standalone movie outside of that goofy-ass one with the red face dude, the very first one. And yeah. don't get me started on that movie or else this podcast <laughs> will be eight hours long. Um, but yeah, Captain America needs to be carried, but he's Steph Curry. I will say that is a great place to end it. <laughs> but we will go back to the question that I asked before we started this is who would you replace Chris Evans with as an actor? Now, can I, can I create a completely hypothetical situation or would you just like a straight answer? You can create whatever you want. You can give okay. me a straight answer, a hypothetical one. It doesn't really matter. In this hypothetical, I would like to think that they would have made a first standalone Captain America movie before Iron Man, as I do believe he is the most culturally significant um, Marvel character. And if that were the case, that means that they would have had to make Captain America around 2000, 2001, 2002. So my choice would be Tom Cruise. Oh. I think that we have gave so much attention to the fact that Tom Cruise was supposed to be Iron Man that we never considered that he could have been Captain America. Yeah, role reverse. Even though, even though he's kind of a weirdo with the way he thinks about life, um, I think he's as American as a selection as Captain America could be. Because that is something that would have to take place, was that the decision process is extremely narrow, unfortunately, for who would actually represent Captain America on film. But I can't think of anybody more, hypothetically speaking, if it were to come out before Robert Downey was announced to be Iron Man, I think Tom Cruise would have killed it. Plus, he actually could have grown old instead of cheating at the end of Endgame and forcing himself to be old. But that's an argument for another day. I kind of had one. Okay. I have like a shot in the dark. Also, I'm gonna say my side real quick. I would okay, either yeah, I would either go, and this is obviously he's in DC now, but I almost want to say Ben Affleck would be another good one. 
Because he's kind of like got that build. That yeah. He's got like that build to him almost as like Chris Evans does. So like I feel and like you said, yeah. he could grow old into that body. So, but I don't. My shout out in the dark. I just thought about that as Kenny was talking was Ben Affleck. I feel like he'd make a pretty good replacement. Okay, let's let's. I'll I'll throw my 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 one out there. Uh, because it's like a it's. You know, obviously, I am a Captain America fan, so I love Chris Pratt anyway, no matter what happens. But hypothetical, because I'll go down that route as well. What about Sebastian Stan, Captain America? I wouldn't be upset at it at all. I think that would make me like Captain America a little bit better. I think he, I think he would still be forced to play a hammed-up character. I don't mm. think Marvel would ever present a Captain America that I thought was like, yeah, that's a badass Captain America. But... <laughs> I don't, yeah, I think Sebastian stands a hell of a show. Yeah, okay. Well, there we go then. We settled it. Kenny, T Iron Man. We're still that's, on the that's, same that's team. Three. We're still yeah, this is, at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm now down three versus one. So we've got Kenny, that's Blake, tough. and. You gotta, Nick. you gotta stop letting Blake book in the guest. Yeah. <laughs> I, booked, hey, I booked the last one. I was gonna say, he booked the last <laughs> one. So that one's uh, not him. I need to find hey, a, team, a, Captain, a Captain America fan and bring them on. But anyway, so we just talked about your Marvel history, how you love Iron Man, how he's amazing. I want to ask you a question that we asked in our last podcast. Yes, sir. What, who in your opinion, sorry, is the best well-rounded Iron Man villain? So looking at things like power, costumes and suits, motive, and also how effective they are at their tasks. So like, Yes, they could be cool and super powerful, but like, did they actually get the job done, or like, you know, were they just half half bothered in it? So I'm speaking specifically like villains that Iron Man faced. So in, I would include Thanos in this if if you really want to. But I'm happy you said that because my answer comes from an Avengers movie, but it's not in Game or Infinity. Ooh, War. Can I take a guess? My, my choices. Fuck your guess. I'm just going to tell oh, you. Damn it! Logo. I already my know the choice. answer is Ultron. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think okay. Ultron is, I think Ultron is Tony Stark's creation. I think it's his failure. I think in terms of well-roundedness, I think it's the most prevalent character. I think it's the most prevalent villain possibly in terms of like what they did to Ultron in the last half of that movie was fucking criminal and I want my link back <laughs> for Ultron because he had such a dope creation that they just squandered because they had to fill another hour and a half of the superhero action, slow-mo and shit. Ultron got wasted at the end of that movie, and that's why that movie is kind of eh. Um, but my my choice for that is Ultron. I think that all three Iron Man villains, while cool, were easily defeatable. I didn't ever once think that Iron Man was going to die or was in peril. Um, the only time I thought, holy shit, he's got a hell of a challenge ahead of him. The first time I thought that watching all of them all the way through was Ultron. So that's my decision. Okay, great. Perfect. Um, yeah. Blake, I'll hand over to you. I knew uh, I knew going into that one, I knew that answer. But me and Kitty have had that conversation. That I think Ultron, in, all, in, in my humblest opinion, I think Ultron might actually be the most, if not one of the most underrated characters in the entire MCU. I think his entire story arc was so badass. I think, like Kenny said, he was just a wasted villain. Like, we could have had so much more with him. 
the background of him. You could have had a better fight with him in Iron Man. Yeah, I think all around Ultron very underrated, but. That scene where he comes out of the, is it the dark or an elevator or when he's all in those like piece of shit parts, like he built himself with what he had, whatever that scene is where he goes on the ramble and then falls apart is fantastic. Much better than that dick swinging, can I pick the hammer up scene? That shit was corny. (laughs) So speaking of then awesome scenes and like really badass scenes in your opinion then what is like the most badass iron man scene or like anything he's done like maybe even just a line that he said because like you talked about you know the villain what is like comparing now to that ultron scene what's the most badass iron man scene you've seen i think this is possible might actually be the easiest answer to any question you might ask me today because i think it's actually the dopest scene in marvel history sue me um the scene in the very first iron man where he walks away from the explosion yeah um that shit tore down box offices that was the trailer like that and not only was it in the trailer but in the movie it was even fucking doper than it was in the trailer and that's not often how you see things when that come when you see a scene that was in the trailer you go oh this was a scene that was in the trailer and then you're bored for like 20 minutes after because they just do nothing that scene blew no pun intended blew up the rest of that movie and so that was good that's good yeah that first that iron man setting the bombs off and walking away is that not when an an acdc song plays directly after that doesn't it is that not the first it's before is it not while that while they're driving up there to test i think it's see that's what i was about to say i think during that scene if i remember right right, it's absolutely silent minus him shooting the rocket that makes that tiny little rocket noise as it's shooting at the tank and then it's just dead silent and then all of a sudden you just see him turn around walking away and it just blows up yes that was like yeah yeah the added acdc music to that scene before or after wherever it is just makes the whole scene so much better that entire yeah that scene that scene too i believe like kenny said was like used everywhere like i just remember just the image still like not even like the video but just the image still was used on like mm. when you do this and you walk away and when you see this but you walk away like that image is still probably used today honestly but was used for such a long time an easily findable gif yes um so following up kind of like you know the most badass scene you know that's something that stood out to you when we were watching all the mcu movies together what is like that one scene and i know a few scenes that made you do it but like what is that one scene that made you stand up or made you just pure like either excitement or pissed off just made you stand up and like give you goosebumps now i'm sure that blake will have better stories to tell of scenes like this because he was basically with me on 95 percent of the movies i ever saw but my answer comes from the very first time i saw black panther and when t'challa emerges from the ship uh as you can see i'm not dead is it gave me a boner i'm not gonna (laughs) lie um i had to stand up in the movie theater like it was that powerful of a fucking scene my eyes are welling up thinking about the first time i saw it like it was so badass it was and i can't express enough about what that scene did to me as a kid it made me think i could survive plane crashes (laughs) <laughs> that scene that there was another scene that I was thinking. I mean that one for sure, but then the other one I was thinking when we were watching together, I I can't even think in the movie. There was a scene specifically in a movie where somebody was getting pieced up. Like they were just getting like one two punches thrown at them. And I remember just you standing up and going, Damn, 
damn (laughs) i want to say i can't think of the movie i want to say it was infinity war and it was like one of the scenes where they were just piecing somebody up but i can't remember off the top of my head i just remember like you had a bunch of scenes where you like stood up there was a guardian scene that i remember you getting pissed about or excitement maybe it was excitement i can't remember now but i don't know there was a fanboying out with you the first time i saw the hulk uh loki smash because I had seen it before many times, but I had never seen it in like its true context. So I geeked out over that shit. God damn it! You're right though. There were a bunch of scenes in this mar- like this entire universe that like literally made me like have to get up and like walk it off. Yeah, I can't like you had like a note like there was a known one that I just can't remember, but yeah, you had a bunch that over like one of those like walk off scenes where you just need to back up and go away for a second. Yes, I had to walk it off. And then you I, had. I, you also had like the cheesy ones where you're like, man, like I'm not watching this. <laughs> you walk yeah, away. I, I am very Ant-Man. truthful. I, I wasn't <laughs> going to I wasn't going to be the average Marvel fan. I was gonna keep this shit truthful as I could. Yeah. When shit was corny, it was corny. No, that's so like the the, the, the mo the most like voice displeasured I ever was during a movie was the, the first Captain America movie. Yeah. No other movie pissed me off as bad as that movie did. Yeah, I do remember calling it cheesy and corny and goofball and everything like that. That's where Captain Goofball was born yeah, from. Yeah, Captain Goofball was officially born in Captain America 1 when we were watching I it. Think, I think shortly after that, that's when those booger eaters came out to play. <laughs> All right, so you talked about your favorite scene whenever he you know Black Panther arises, and as you can see, I am not dead. So... Knowing that your second favorite movie is Black Panther, so when the first one came out, how impactful do you think that that movie really was? Because to me, honestly, if I'm going to be honest with you, Black Panther was right around when I started like really watching like Marvel yeah, and I digging deep into it. talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, man, it was impactful for... I'm going to be the guy who plays that card, even though it doesn't look like I should be the guy playing the card, but... Um, I have two siblings that are mixed, and I got more bit by the idea that they were going to watch a superhero that looked like them than they did. They just wanted to go see a dope-ass superhero movie. But I was like, I I got, with kind of just the way my life is trending with what I'm doing in school and shit, it's just, that's always, black life has always been something I've been influenced by. And so I got more bit by the semantics of what that movie had going into it that when I got there, bro, I was ready to burst. I think the only I'm a massive Toy Story fan, by the way, we didn't clear that. (laughs) But the only other sensation I have to seeing a movie like Toy Story 3 was Black Panther. And that's quite possibly the highest praise I can give a movie watching it in the movie theater. Uh, Ethan, ask him about Toy Story 4. Don't do that shit. <laughs> um, I, 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 <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't. I'll refrain. Ask I'll him refrain. about Sporky. <laughs> ask him about Sporky. Don't do that. All right. Yeah, Sporky. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Um, He's not a fan of Sporky. You're not a, I, I could never I'll see why you're not a fan. <laughs> um, just a quick question about the, the Black Panther film. Yeah. Seeing um, Wakanda and Black Panther and all the cultural, like, for instance, when they were marketing this film, when Disney were marketing Black Panther, 
they did so much culturally that was like unseen at the time. Like nobody's, I think they launched a fashion week around Afrofuturism. Yeah. Showing the fashion and, and it was just amazing and, and creative and, and amazing, basically. That's all. Like, it was just amazing. And seeing Black Panther and the, the, the wealth, the power, the strength that they have, how did that make you feel? Like seeing somebody other than the typical white superhero, how did that like make you feel? Dude, it's the it was the dopest thing ever because it, it just as backwards as it sounds, it was so dope to see something different. It was a viewing experience that was unlike any other thing I could have thought of. I think the dopest thing about Wakanda as itself is that it's fully functioned. Everything in Wakanda is from Wakanda, made by Wakandans, Wakandinians, whatever however the fuck you say it. <laughs> All of them. It's self-service. The entire the entire population is protected by themselves. Like I just you do, everybody looks out for each other. It's us. It's just us. We're just I. It was so dope. Just the overall scheme of that entire life within that movie was I didn't the way it was uh, the way it uh, reflected onto American life and. I just thought the overall presentation was badass. Start to finish, that movie was phenomenal. I can't it say it was. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I've got we've got two more questions to ask you before we go into the minute Marvel. Yeah, start off with one that I just think is funny on my TikTok page for the past few days. Been seeing this this debate, and I want to see which side you are. I just want to. I just want a quick answer. Like, would you rather this this person or this person? Okay. Give it to you as quick as possible. <laughs> would you rather have? The Avengers hunt you down. The Dora Milaje hunt you down. Avengers. <laughs> what is that? Uh, I could talk the Avengers out of it. <laughs> just go to Captain America, bro. Just talk to him. He'll be fine. We've had our differences. Yes, we have. However, I believe I can help y'all. That's all I need. I'm part, I'm part superhero. They just haven't came and found me yet. It's like uh, Miss Marvel. I'm, I'm Mr. Marvel. <laughs> So why not the Dora Milaje? I'll just quickly we'll throw that in there. I don't know. It just seems sketchy. I I I couldn't evade that for too long. I don't think you could evade it at all. I think you breathe in there at your doorstep and like that's it. Yeah, it'd be ball game. I, yeah, I know yeah. my limits. I can. Yes, yeah. I feel more comfortable. Yeah, some badass characters like the way that the, the Marvel created though the characters and like the power that they have and the the fighting the the, the skill. Oh, yes, great characters, great characters. They'll come and get you, bro. I'm not playing. They will. And so Blake told me before this, we just for the audience, Blake informed me before this podcast that Kenny has not seen Black Panther 2. Okay? So don't oh, worry. There's going to be, oh, there's gonna be no. no. There's going to be no, Yeah, sorry. I, I, this didn't, I didn't tell you this part. Uh... So don't worry, anyone that's watching. There's, no, there's not going to be... There is going to be a spoiler, actually. So um, you might want to... You know, turn off if you haven't watched it yet, because we are about spoilers on this channel. We do to talk about them because it's a, it's a part of the film. Yeah, grow anyway. up. Go watch the movie if you want to see it. <laughs> Kenny, what? <laughs> Why do you not want to watch a Black Panther two? Because man, I think it's a shell of itself. Have you ever seen the mask? 
with Jim Carrey, the very with first Jim one. Carrey, yeah, I would be offended if any of our viewers have not, but yes, carry on. An absolute fucking masterpiece. Have you ever seen Mask 2? Yes. <laughs> Does Jim Carrey play in Mask 2? Uh, Mask Was Mask 2 good? <laughs> it, it, it wasn't the Mask 2, it was Son of the Mask, but I, I get what you mean. Yes. Was it good? Was it a good movie? No. Would you? Do you regret no. seeing it? I do. Yes. Okay. That's the vibe I get from this movie. Um, I think once again, Marvel mungry, mungry, money hungry executives needed this movie. Um, I think they couldn't let it slip through the sand, and they rushed it, and they created an absolute traffic jam of a movie. And I haven't even seen it yet. I don't even know. I could be speaking out of my ass. But just the vibe I got going into this before I ever saw a trailer or a movie poster was that this was going to be a rushed, compact movie where they try to give you way too much shit to interpret. Um, they're going to completely try to replace a character by oversaturating, oversaturating you with remembrance. And, oh, my God, wasn't he great? We love him, but forget all about that. Here's this movie. I thought it was a horrible idea at the jump. Why they couldn't make a Tales from Wakanda movie with standalone so that nobody had to switch characters and everybody could build on the characters that they already established in a great standalone movie is beyond me because I don't think you can replace Black Panther. I think it's also one of the greatest castings in Marvel history and one of the greatest uh -huh. single performances ever. Yep. I think it was unreplaceable. Um, yeah, I won't do it. I won't. I stand firm. I stand firm in this. Okay. I know. I know there is so much good shit from that movie. After talking to Blake, I've been trying to get him to give me spoilers, and he won't do it. So I have a reason not to watch the movie. Um, he won't budge. But you know, I, I'm sure it's got some good qualities. I just won't go for what it stands for. I think they completely uh, rushed out a mass-produced movie that completely forgot the legacy in which the character in which the movie is based about created. Okay, I I respectfully disagree. Sure. I think the film was amazing. Um Good. to the point of like again, remember guys, spoilers. When Shuri is shown as the Black Panther, I would disagree saying that they are trying to replace the original Black Panther and they are carrying on a tradition that was created by the Wakandans and that needed to be filled. When you, if you watch the movie, probably won't. It needed to be filled. It's like, it's like balance. If in America the president, something happens to the president, God forbid, Joe Biden, anything happened, you need a new president immediately. Otherwise, balance is not there. Yeah. And that's what is shown in Wakanda Forever. There is no balance. And there needs to be balance restored because of the death. And yes, I agree that uh, I, I acknowledge the point of the remembrance of the film and remembering him, but it was not solely focused around that. There was a film underneath it. And you you know that, yes, he's, he's dead and rest in peace and all that, but life moves on. It's like a life moves on type of thing. And it's like a, it's happened, super sad but we need a balance and yeah. that's what this film is. And, and I think that's what they were doing, but ultimately 
money is a big part of things. The only retort I have to that is that I do think that this is a movie that needed to respect the traditions. But then once again, the little bits that I do know about it is that when she needed to go get the Black Panther strength, all of a sudden there's some rogue-ass Michael B. Jordan cameo. And I want to know how he's ever able... Oh, fuck, I'm an idiot. Never mind, he did... He had to drink it to become... He did, he did. So he, yeah. he technically well, is... Okay, yeah, you Black got Panther. me. Fuck, I guess I gotta go watch Black Panther 2 now. <laughs> I, I, I know you said you don't want to, but I it's would recommend... It. it is. I do... I, I would vouch for it 100%. It gives the closure that, that Chadwick deserves, but it also opens up the future and gives Wakanda somewhere to go if needed. But personally, I don't think it does. I think that film rounded off very nicely. It was very good. And in my opinion, I don't think it was rushed. I think it was perfectly timed. I think... Yes, it was faster than it sh- than what normal films are, but it was good. It was polished. It was amazing. It was what we needed. I think that it was good. I think the my complaint to it. I think it was really good. I told Kenny that I really thought it was really good. I do. I'm I'm with Kenny in the fact that I don't like Shuri as much as Black Panther. Not necessarily just because it's the most predictable. As Black Panther, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, the brother dies. Okay, well, who's next in line? It's the sister. Like, it's, it's very predictable. So, like, everybody was kind of going into it. Well, Shuri's most likely Black Panther. And, of course, in the end, it was. I think what it, it could have done a little bit better, and like Kenny said, we, we need to remember him and stuff like that. But Money Hungry comes to it, and I think that's what sometimes it felt like in the movie, is that you could kind of tell that they needed to get this out. I don't think it was rushed necessarily. I just think like looking at it back a little bit, you can tell that some of the parts that kind of were wanting to just introduce, okay, hey, Shuri's Black Panther, by the way, this is what's going to happen. But I do think they set up the future of Wakanda better than, given what they could, knowing that Chadwick, unfortunately, is not going, they're not going to replace him. They're they're not going to do that. So given what they did towards the end of the movie, setting it up for the future, I think they did that better. And, you know, you see different characters, where they're going to go and how they're going to impact Wakanda now that certain things have happened. So I think it's a great movie all in general, but I do think that some of the parts to it definitely could have been a bit better. I feel insulted they brought back Michael B. Jordan to do a fucking cameo. Yeah, I, I, they're gonna bring I, back Michael mm, B. Jordan to do the thing that everybody wants him to do. Actually, no, I, or you have to leave him out of the movie. I can't, I can't get down with either or. I, I think, I again, this is a thing that I, I, I strongly disagree with. That I think he was perfectly placed. I think him being in that film completely shows the difference between Shuri as Black Panther and Chadwick as Black Panther. It does do that, yes. I will actually. I'll agree That's with you on the that. Point. Yeah, it, it shows that she is motivated by revenge. She's not. Yes. She's not motivated by you know peace at this point. Keeping um, yes. Again, That's what I think he does. A major spoiler. I'm not going to say it right now because I don't want to spoil this part for Kenny. But a certain death happens, and now she's motivated by this. I'm sure. Is it mom? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Who could have fucking guessed? Guys, it's it's easy fucking guesses. So yeah, Go see the movie if you haven't yet. It's been out almost a fucking month. So mom dies. Now she's. I mean, she just lost brother. What few months prior before that had happened, or I guess a year prior before that had happened, because they take a time jump, and then mom dies, and now she's motivated by revenge. Revenge. And, so yeah. my thing, I would have loved to have seen is more of Michael B. Jordan in the in that realm. Like, I know we get to see him, and it's perfect timing for whatever she drinks the thing, but I think, like, maybe we could have seen him pop up. Like, in the middle of the fight with Namor, maybe when she gets injured, you see, like, a flashback to her talking yes. to him. Like, maybe just used a little bit more, because it felt like she was still wanting revenge. She was wanting... She had the motive of Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger. And so, I mean, the suit was based off of his suit. So, like, that, like, I felt like we should have seen him more. The cameo, I think, was cool. But, like, Kitty said, if you're going to make a cameo, you need to just bring him back. So, I think having him back more in the movie would have been better. But to your point, also, he was, he, he, he does help out Shuri in a way, in a weird way, but in a way. Truthfully, I damn near was willing to die on the hill that they needed Chadwick so bad to be Black Panther that I was willing to do some Paul Walker shit like in Fast and Furious. However, I am thankful they did not do that because as we've seen, Stage 4's uh, CGI has been the drizzling. Um, So thank God they didn't. But I do think that scene is better in this projected world if um, uh, Michael B. doesn't actually isn't in that realm. I do think that scene is stronger if she goes up there and feels alone, and then all of a sudden you start hearing Chadwick's voice speaking to his sister. I think that scene is completely... I think that scene could have helped actually show that Black Panther is never going away, that Black Panther is still within the suit. Chadwick might not be here, but Black Panther ain't going nowhere. Now it's time for Shuri's time to also play the role. I don't know. I just The little storyline bits and pieces I've heard have just had me frantic as of late, but... From what Blake said and from what you said, Bri, I might just have to go fucking watch it. <laughs> I would, I would recommend. Yeah, I. But anyway, uh, I'd recommend as well. I think it's a great. Yeah, movie. great film. Ten out of ten. Maybe we'll bring you back on future. Maybe if a Black Panther three comes out, then we can talk about money hungry big corporations. Maybe we can talk about that then. Um, but anyway, we'll move on to uh, my favorite section, the one that I've created. Um, Marvel a minute, minute, Marvel, huh? Marvel okay. minute. So just, again, I'll explain the rules for everyone. Minute Marvel, you've got 60 seconds to answer the questions that we have. Blake will be presenting. Once the 60 seconds are up, we'll count the score up and we'll put you on the leaderboard. Currently, we've only had one other person do this, so they're at the top. Uh, Nick with seven and a half because it was like a technicality. Um, I swear to God, if I get fucking seven, I'm going to be hot. <laughs> yeah, bro, so I'm no technicals. Um, okay. So, so these are just general-based house trivia. Yes. These are ten questions based around Iron Man because they are. That's what you like. We based Nick okay. around Spider Man because he's a Spider Man fan. Okay. So tell me when Three. you're ready. Here we go. Can you ready? Two. I think so. Okay. One. Go. Okay. War Machine changes his name from War Machine to. Oh my fuck! Uh, Warhammer. No. Uh, Tony Stark is called upon by the Senate because his suits are being considered what? Weapons of mass destruction. Okay. What is the name of the technology in Tony's chest? Jarvis. 
What is Tony doing when he first meets Black Widow, aka Natasha? Oh, but uh, can I get cheeky and say that he actually doesn't meet her first, and that John Favreau does? Yeah. But uh, okay, it's uh, in that building though. Tony, who has the new director? Who Tony appoints who has the new director of Stark Intercorp? Pepper. What city does the F one race take place? Oh, uh, is Italy uh, in Florence? In the F one race, where is Tony's suit packed? In the car. What or is? What is Ovidia Stane's alter ego? Time's up. We'll have, we'll let you him. can finish that last question. Read it again. What is so technically? What's the villain? What is Obadiah Stane's alter ego, aka like what's the villain of Iron Man? I think that's one. Mm. Yes. He turns into that big ass robot. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll yeah. I don't know his name. Okay. 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 Thank you, guys. So, didn't get the first one. Uh, got the second one. I can't believe I sold the bag on that briefcase. Didn't get that one. Yeah, not the third one. Uh, nah, we'll we kept the briefcase. This? You fixed the briefcase. Yeah, give him. Yeah. give him the Natasha one or the Black Widow one. I, I are we giving a half there? Yeah, half it because I cheated. So I, the, I, I guess you did say he was boxing. So yeah, um, you got that right. You got the uh, director. Didn't get this right. So the, the F1 race happened in Monaco. I didn't know that either, so... <laughs> yeah, that was a hard one. That was like a throw in a couple. Uh, we'll give you the suitcase one, and then you didn't get the rest of them. So the one that oh, you, would... the one that you missed was the... What is the name of the technology? It's the, uh, the, um, the chess piece thing. Do you know what it's called? Oh, fuck. That's what it meant. No. Um, like the thing in his chest, keeping. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I almost said the tesseract, but no, thank the, God I didn't. The arc reactor. The yeah. arc reactor. He built yeah. the mini arc reactor because that's a fucking layup, and I. Because he had to, it. he had to create a you know the new element for it because it wasn't yeah. working all that. Um, do you want to ask him the last two questions to see if he would have got them right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna ask you a two parter. It's not on here, but this is for number nine. What is Tony's daughter name? Oh my fucking! I'm gonna sit on this question for forty minutes, but I'm gonna get it. <laughs> no, right. no, no, it's gonna be uh, quick. It'll be quick. Fucking! Oh my god! I love you, three thousand. I don't fucking know. Her name's three thousand. Her name's three thousand. All right, I'll take it. Uh, it's Morgan. <laughs> Morgan. Yes. And then it's fucking thirteen reasons why I knew yes. that. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> the post credit. The the damn deleted it. scene. <laughs> Fuck, man. All right, and then what and then the, is Tony's name of both his computer systems? He had two. Oh, no fucking clue. One of the, the like, the not computer system, but his AI that's inside his helmet. The two AIs. The one on the wheels and shit that rolls to him? No, 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 like the, the thing in his helmet talking to him. Like the, the main person, he says, that's hey. Terrible. Yeah, okay, there's I'm one. Normal. Oh, okay. And then, That's oh, I said Jarvis for the arc reactor. Okay. Yeah. Um so Jarvis is then, one part and then he has a new one post after Ultron. Oh fuck. Uh is it what he puts in uh Spidey's glasses? No. It's it's... I I thought that at first. That's Edith. Oh, okay. Then yeah. I don't know. I would have guessed those glasses. It's a Friday. Friday. That's right. That's right. He is an ac- so, he's an acronym for all of them too. <laughs> I can't God, remember Friday. Who got seven and a half. 
Nick got for the the. See, we need to rethink here. Should we ask him the Spider-Man ones and see what he gets on that one? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get the 60 seconds. I'll get the 60 seconds ready again. Okay. Oh, this is and, so funny. Okay. Do you want me to <laughs> ask the questions? Uh, I'll ask him, don't worry. Okay. I want my we'll legs, Nick. Okay, ready? Uh, yes. Which Spider-Man doesn't use web shooters? The first one. That's fine, we'll take it. Actor, please. I want uh, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Oh. Which actor has been in the most Spider-Mans? Andrew Garfield. Which has the most super sp- spider suits? Sorry. Uh, Holland. Name three Spider-Man villains. Uh, oh, fuck. That's uh, Sandman, uh, Green Goblin, and uh, 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 Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Which villain was a mentor to Andrew Garfield? Dr. Rock? How many main Spider-Man films are there? Main. Oh my fucking god. Nine? Uh, which Spider-Man movies made the most money? Which one made the most money? Uh, far From Home. That's not Who right. takes on the exactly black symbiote suit? Who takes on the black symbiote suit? McGuire. Okay, so you got it in 60 seconds. Um, you got the first one right. Second one wrong. Okay. Or was that... No, because you said Andrew. It's between Toby and Tom. Um, you said got Tom right, so that's two, three... He said... Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which... What did you say for most money? Uh, far from home. No, okay, so you got five, I think. God, seven and a half is a fucking... He ran that shit. He did, he did. We were scared. So, like, we asked him which villain was a mentor to Andrew Garfield, and he said, um... Dr. What's Connors. his name now? Dr. Connors, the lizard, the one that turns into a lizard. And we were scared, bro. So scared that we had to write in an extra question in case he got down that far. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, GG to him. So, yeah, we'll give you... We'll, yeah, so we'll give you the, the four and a half that you got for Iron Man. Yes, I'll yeah, take these that. These were not easy questions. I'm not saying by any means these were easy questions. I would have been cool. I wish I could have passed. I needed a passing grade, but I, I know you, that you, you were literally like, half you were half a mark off a pass, so. Mm-hmm. Hey. We're almost there. Second on the leaderboard, not that bad. Maybe we'll bring you on for another one to redo it. I'm second for now. That is true. So, Blake, do you want to take over for the DC section? Yeah, we'll just do a small DC section, because I know you haven't seen too much of DC-related stuff, but the one that really stands out, and one that me and you, I think we both somewhat binge-watched it at the same time, if I remember correctly, because I remember hearing you would come out of your room and say something about it, and I was like, oh, I just watched that episode. So I believe the series that we watched at the same time, and you can attest to that, but is Peacekeeper, if I stand correct. Yeah, I fucking love that show. Um, when it comes down to Peacekeeper, I, I mean, me and you both know our WWE history, but what is the reason that you love Peacekeeper? Like, what, like what, what was the standout thing in that show that really stood out to you? I thought James Gunn wrote a hell of a TV show. Yeah. Um, I think it was a TV show more than a superhero TV show. Um, I think that's kind of the thing that superhero things of this nature nowadays are missing, that we're writing superhero stuff instead of good movies and good TV shows. I thought Peacemaker was a phenomenal character from start to finish, why he was the way he was. 
I thought it provided all the backstory needed from the Suicide Squad. I have seen both of those. Um, yeah, I, I, but I'm also biased because I would die for John Cena. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was a dope show, start to finish. I thought that the end of every episode left me wanting the next one immediately after it. I thought the way they started, thought the way the, I just thought it was great TV, start to finish. So do you know no. you you know you know Kevin Feige obviously Marvel right head head oh, yeah. head it all they just the now Godfather. they just now hired James Gunn essentially as the Kevin Feige for DC so no shit yeah so he yes. that was announced a few weeks ago I think or probably Uh-oh. a month ago but so that's kind of why I think the Guardians of the Galaxy is done because now he's been hired over at DC um, but I remember watching the show and texting you about like certain scenes it's the first like dc movie that i believe and i could be wrong i don't know if i'm remembering this correctly but one of the first feast like dc movies that's rated r but also like a comedy in a way yes yeah it doesn't take itself too seriously it knows that at the end of the day it's still making superhero content so when it has to do the scenes it does it right i don't remember any of the combat scenes feeling like hokey or out of date and then they immediately went to just this knucklehead, you know, emotionally abused kid who grew up to only stand for justice and peace. Like, I, yeah, it was textbook turkey sandwich of a superhero character. And I think James Gunn knocked it out of the park. I think something, too, we that DC doesn't do that. Mar- I mean, we see it in every Marvel show. The very last scene, either it's a post credit or it's just one of the last few scenes is you see it gives you a hint at what is next. So when you watch The Suicide Squad with, you know, all these new characters now, that was one of the characters that they showed you as the post credit scene is that he ain't dead, he's just in the hospital. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like that was, like, one of the first few DC stuff that set up a following show or a following movie. Like, so you had The Suicide Squad post credit scene is him in the hospital, and then the very first episode of Peacemaker is him waking up from the hospital. So it's like, yeah. I, I felt like that's, like, the first DC thing to do that. No, to your point, like I, I think what DC is actually doing better than Marvel right now is they are just creating characters and letting their fans decide who they like. And I think Marvel right now is kind of hitting the well of pumping out characters that we should like. Yeah. I think that's kind of the most apparent in Shang-Chi, where they made that motherfucker look like Jesus. Um, and he's just kind of a dope character. Like he's not he's not even mid. He's a dope he's a really cool character, but that movie is very very, very pro Shang-Chi. Right. Um, the Suicide Squad, the second one, I thought was brilliantly made where it, I guarantee if you pulled 20 people, just 20 random people that have seen it, I guarantee that there would only be a small majority of people that favored one guy. I know my little brother's favorite DC character is King Shark. Mine's Peacemaker. I know my stepdad fucks with Will Smith's kill shot, even though that movie was kind of garbo, but um, he really liked that Will Smith performance for whatever reason. Um, I think Margot Robbie is brilliant as Harley Quinn. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just think that what they were able to create for a TV show perfectly backpacked off of the second... I can't say enough good things about the second Suicide Squad movie. I think it's actually one of the best ensemble superhero movies ever yeah um and i say that with chest as well i think it's better than the first avengers and i think it's 
just as good as Ultron. Yeah, I don't like looking back at the first one compared to the second one. Like, I don't know how they thought the first one was yeah going going to do good. They completely missed the fucking mark on. They shot a three pointer and it went over the backboard. Yeah, and then the second one they just hit. I mean, I felt like the second one they finally like actually set the characters up. Like I think the, the best worst. DC scene that isn't a Dark Knight movie is the scene where Elba and Peacemaker, when Killshot and Peacemaker are walking through silently deading yeah. the camp, and then they get to the end to realize that none of them are bad guys. I that scene fucked me up for at least twenty minutes while watching the movie. Like I, that scene itself shows great promise for what DC has going forward. They just have to stop hiring fucking insane people to work gigs that are going to go longer than a couple of years. They made the flash run so fast that he turned into a fucking predator and a drug addict. <laughs> DC scared our, their actors our, away. Send our T's and P's Desra Miller, bro. That motherfucker needs a hug. <laughs> he's done for at this point. Yeah. He's, he's, he's disappearing for a little bit. Uh, well, it's probably for the best. <laughs> He probably yeah, it's not for need, the worst. He might need to disappear. Not for the worst at all. Um, really, honestly, DC wise though, I feel like Peacemaker was and the Suicide Squad to attest to what you're saying. I feel like those two, as of recent, you know, obviously they hit the refresh button. Yeah, yes, the very much so. They had the Dark Knight. Obviously, is what probably a top five movie of all time, if not top three movie of all time. Not even superhero, but just in general movie of all time so the only superhero movie i will put above iron man yes so and then i mean dc the dc knows what they are doing they know how to do it it's just as of late it's been terrible but hopefully they'll uh figure out their way uh ethan is there anything you want to add about anything dc related or anything um well i like um as our fans will know that i like dc a lot more than marvel um I think they take a lot more time. Well, except for the Snyderverse, because um, the Snyderverse is not my favorite. Um, thankfully, he is going. They are, you know, shutting that down. But DC as a whole, for me, is a great film. Just all the films they release are great, um, and I think all of them. They're, they're, I, I do believe that all of them have great qualities. I yeah, I I that came across as like a, a question, but I I was just curious if you actually Oh like... no, yeah yeah, like most of the recent films that I've seen I would happily watch again, but not over a Marvel f- see this we talked about this in the last episode with Nick. Marvel films are rewatchable. DC ones I don't think are. I would happily sit down and rewatch an Iron Man, a Captain America, uh, Endgame, Infinity War, my, uh, any Doctor Strange one, any of that. But Black Adam that's just come out, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Kenny, or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't sit down and watch it again because I just don't think it's... It won't give me that same, like, ooh, or the, oh, that's cool. Sure. Like, oh, I forgot about... Like, it's just not the same. Or even, like, the Justice League. I wouldn't sit down and watch this again. Watch that again. I just... I don't think it's good enough to rewatch personally. No, I kind of yeah. actually, I can kind of agree with that. Cause like, I mean, other than the dark Knight, I'd go back and rewatch all those and everything, but like Shazam, for example, Shazam was yeah. actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. It wasn't like terrible, but like you mm. said, I wouldn't go back. I would go and watch 
probably Spider-Man Far From Home or Spider-Man No Way Home or something before I would even go watch that. Um, they always come out like Black Adam was a great movie. It was not nothing that I hated really about that movie. A few things here and there, but like you said, I don't think I'd choosingly go to HBO Max and turn on Black Adam tonight before I turned on something else Marvel has dropped. But they yeah, still, they still, DC still makes really good stuff. And the things DC did also before Marvel was they made fantastic TV shows. Marvel really was not making anything even close to very good TV shows up and before Disney Plus happened, but because like honestly they had some very shitty Marvel TV shows that were technically Marvel released and they were just not good. Minus that devil. Yeah. So, uh, if that's it for your DC section, Kenny, is there anything you want to add to anything DC related that you like? I'm excited for it. I think they have the potential to pepsi their way to marvel's coke i just think that they've hired people inept to do it so far so actually hearing the news about james gunn is actually pretty badass because i think it gives them the right commander in chief to actually get them to that place there's no reason that they aren't there yet yeah and i think they i think very much they will get there it's just now with james gunn at the reins it's that argument we had earlier about the iron man creating marvel i think that this is kind of almost the direct represent, like representative of the other side of my argument. Like, right. it's it's going to happen. However, time is just requiring it to take a lot slower than you know anybody would have expected. But we see the reasons why. <laughs> like we we know why it's taken so long. Right. No, for sure. All right. Well, with that being said, Kenny, we appreciate you coming on to the Superhuman Lab podcast. Um, episode number three. You were our second guest ever. Uh, second place on the leaderboard, though, for the game, but that's okay. Number three, like yeah, don't, don't, hey, don't worry about it. We'll, you'll you'll probably be top five for the first five special guests that we have on here, so it's not a, not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I have to hope that people also struggle under the minute. Four and a half is like that perfect bar where it's like, okay, I did good, I got five. Yeah, so, I, I'm I'm everybody's barometer. Everybody has to jump over my pole in order to make it to the next round. Yeah, I I agree. I just I think when we bring you on, maybe in a year's time when we're famous and you know James Gunn's talking about us, who knows? Sponsored um, by Marvel, of course. Sponsored by Marvel and DC and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all oh, that. Fuck, don't even get me started on. <laughs> that's what we need to talk about next podcast then. Don't get me fucked up. Soon to be, soon to be. I was raised by the motherfuckers. I adhere to Patrick Flinner's principles, I swear to God. I lurk in the fucking sewers. That's where you're recording from right now. 100%. I got a Wi-Fi set up down here. Don't ask how. I beat up some plan for it. You beat up some big turtles for it. Is that what you did? Oh, man. I jacked the turtles. They're coming to get their shit back. Yeah, well... It was a it was a pleasure having you. Yes, sir. Um, I appreciate the opportunity, guys. I I loved this. This was a lot of fun. And for anyone out there listening, make sure to follow us on YouTube, on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube, and if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow for when the recent podcasts are released. They're dropped every Thursday, unless any issues, but we don't accept that here on the Superhuman Lab podcast. Thanks for listening.